You're listening to Heating Up the UK, a Miami Heat UK-based podcast, bringing you the best heat media guests every single week. Here's your host, Dan Healy, brought to you by at the Miami Heat UK social media network. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to episode 45 of Heating Up the UK, a Miami Heat UK-based podcast. I am your host, Dan Healy, and I've got my UK residents back with me today. Been a little while since we've spoke, um, but delighted to have Sam and Darren back with me. Sam, how are you? I'm good, thanks. How about you? Yeah, very well. Very well, thank you. Doing good. Darren, how are you doing, buddy? Yeah, I'm all well, thank you. Good, good. So we haven't spoke for about two weeks, I think, which... um, is a long time in the NBA. Uh, we couldn't buy a win last time we were talking. Uh, we were talking about who we needed to trade for, rah, rah, rah. Suddenly, the Miami Heat are the hottest team in the NBA now. Six-win streak. Another convincing W last night against the Atlanta Hawks. Sam, let's start with you quickly. No butler, no problem. Um, key takeaways from last night's game? Um, for me, the biggest takeaway was how we ended the fourth quarter just closing out and needing doing what needed to be done. And it was just multiple players stepping up, Goran Dragic hitting threes, um, Kendrick Nunn doing what he needs to do, Gabe Vincent playing some good defense pretty much yeah. all through the game. And yeah, I was just happy seeing that the way the team managed to keep that lead or even extend the lead toward the end of the game. I mean, last time we spoke, we could barely close out a game and now we're doing it without Jimmy. So yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. We had, that was our problem. We couldn't close out a game. We would get long leads. We wouldn't hold on to them. We wouldn't close them out. Now we're doing it without our closer. Um, Darren, that's, it's quite an interesting point, actually, talking about closing, because you would always say the ball should be in Jimmy's hands. Jimmy wasn't there last night. And yet you sort of felt comfortable that whether it was in Bam's hands, Goran's, Tyler's, you, mm. you felt confident that we was going to see this out. That's pretty um, incredible turnaround, isn't it? It is, yeah. I think um, I've always been confident with Goran. I think he's proved over his career, especially with the heat that, you know, he will take on the big moments. He'll take on the big shots um, down the stretch. I think Bam is obviously um, moulding into that all-star um, and he will be that guy. Um, and Tyler, like you say, you know, even during the finals and the playoff run, um, he hit some, you know, real clutch shots and he seems to have that gene uh, in him. So, um, so, yeah, I'm not surprised. You know, I'm really... Really pleased, like Sam said, there was multiple, uh, multiple, you know, contributions last night. You know, especially defensively. I mean, Trey Young was was you know really quiet. I'm not expecting the same, you know, tonight. But yep. um, I think that's you know credit to to Kendrick to to Gabe Vincent that you know defensively, um, you know, that was very very solid. Yeah, we'll come on to Kendrick in a minute. But um, Gabe Vincent, um, I've got to take back some slander because uh, I said, again, not that long ago, I just didn't really see what this guy was. Um, he looked like a G League player who was out of his depth. Um, and I'll take it back because he's been outstanding in, in limited minutes, although he got an extended run last night. He's showing his worth in every minute. Uh, defensively, um, his shot is now falling. Um, he caused Atlanta some real problems last night. I mean, there was that possession with Trey Young. He just he, he just locked him up. Trey, this is one of the most offensive players in the league, uh, talented offensive players in the league, that he had to end up turning him backwards. So, uh, Sam, you've always been quite high on Gabe Vincent for, some, oh, for yes. your own reasons. Um, what do you make of this rise? This is great stuff, isn't it? 
I mean, I've always seen him as a player whose fundamentals are quite sound. Um, I was thinking about this yesterday, and one former Heat player he reminds me of is Rodney Magruder from yes, you know, like two shot. seasons ago. Great yeah, shot. so on defense, he's doing what he needs to do. He's locking people up. He's staying in front of his man. He's communicating. And on offense, sometimes he had like shaky games, but we should be expecting his three-point shots to sink consistently. And for the difference between last season and this season, we, we still we maintained him as a, I think he's a two-way player or something, yeah. but we maintained him because he could shoot. But this season, he's, start, he's shown that he can add on that defensive element to it as well. I mean, I already knew he had it, but I'm <laughs> glad he's shown it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it's, um, as I say, it's great to see because, uh, yeah, I, didn't, I just didn't see that he had this capability. I think he's always going to have his limitations because of his build, his height, etc. Um, but offensively he wasn't doing it he is now but I didn't see this defensive side of him so I'm, I'm more than happy to eat a bit of humble pie because he's been balling so uh, yeah great stuff from Gabe Vincent now Kendrick Nunn uh, is another player we've we've been um, seeing the turnaround is incredible uh, just out of the rotation um, just not not considered at all just it, it, his game was gone he, he was off a cliff he was no longer in the faults and he's now back to the player that he was he's now putting up the same numbers as he was last year almost just a fraction under another 24 points last night another seven assists last night defensively he's becoming a very good player before I come on to um sort of a, a, a another topic that is again splitting heat twitter a little bit um Darren just what, what are you making of Kendrick at the moment I think it shows his his character. I think um, we might have talked about this a few times now that, you know, he's he's a guy that if he goes through a bit of adversity or um, he's having, you know, he's out of the rotation, as you, as you said, you know, he kind of, he, he'll step up, he'll rise to that challenge, he'll work hard, he'll grind away. Um, that just looks like it's in his nature. He's in his nature. So, um you know, for him to, I think, given an opportunity, he's he's someone a player that that takes it. You know, he wants to, you know, make the most of his minutes, um, prove his worth, if you like. You know, you just get that aura about him. Um, so, I mean, he's, you know, his game last night was was fantastic. You know, I think the one that that stands out as well is no turnovers. So, yes, um, you know, it's, you know, he's he's playing exactly. I think he's like I say, his whole demeanor, his whole character is is exactly what. You know the the franchise is all about. So um, you know I'm I'm glad, really glad for him because he just seemed like a a guy that just absolutely works his socks off on and off the court. Yeah, um, that, that's a that's a good point because a lot of people say that as well. People that have got ties into the organisation that say that Eric Spoelstra really likes the kid. Uh, he's humble. He just he, he he comes in, trains hard, goes home. If he's not um, if he misses shots, he'll take them again. He's not afraid. Uh, so that's something that Eric really likes about him. And um, yeah, he's, even during his tough times, you felt that because he had that backing of the coach, uh, the coaching system, that he was maybe always going to come back. So fair play to him for grafting his way back in, not only to the rotation, but to the starting lineup. So it's been great. Now, that being said, then, um, as I said, there's been rumours about what to do with Kendrick now, because as I said, this was someone who was a throwaway. Every trade that was being... Um, mentioned you know recently over the last month or so everyone was just going well we're throwing Kendrick Nunn you're throwing Kendrick Nunn um because there was no value there to him now there is a lot of value he's back to a very solid player he's still relatively young he's only 24 25 I think um when you look at players for example like Victor Oladipo 
another player that he have been linked with that's a free agent at the end of the season. Um, he's recently just turned down, I think yesterday, a 45 million two-year offer with Houston. Um, so they're pitching him around that sort of early to mid-20s mark. He's turned that down. Expected to turn it down as well because obviously whatever happens, even if he was to re-sign with Houston, uh, the idea would be that it was more years than just the two years. So I think that was always expected to happen. But of course... Another player that's linked with Miami, another player that has, um, I think, uh, residents down in Miami, um, loves the city, etc. Sort of works his uh, way into our culture in terms of the fact that he's a good defender, can score points, etc. So we know the pros of Oladipo. And now let me get this right, because I'm not saying that Kendrick Nunn is as good as Oladipo. Obviously not. He's still got a way to go to get to those levels. But when you look at what Victor Oladipo is going to command in terms of a salary, their stats at the moment are almost identical. There's not much, especially since Kendrick has come back, their stats are almost there. Where he's back, as I said, Kendrick's back to hitting last season's form. He's hitting last season's stats. So when you look at it, do is there a danger of going, this is the problem with getting into a winning streak? Suddenly players look good. Suddenly everyone's too high on them. Of course, you sell higher on Kendrick Nunn whilst he has this value. Or... Are you like me and just saying, no, that I would rather on that contract extend Kendrick Nunn than rather pursue a Victor Oladipo and look to save that money to something else. Sam, over to you. What do you think? Yeah, you, you, hit, it, you hit it right spot on. Uh, I think the first question we need to ask is, are we looking to re-sign him? And that just depends on what sort of talent is available. Yeah. And like you've just mentioned, Victor Oladipo's turned down what, a two-year, 45 million contract. And what that screams to me is for us to sign him, we're going to get, like you said, we need to give him a longer term and around that same sort of value, unless we can negotiate something slightly lower. But I don't see Victor Oladipo commanding less than 20, 19 million. Yeah. And that's a huge chunk. And if we are planning to give him that, I mean, he's said quite a few times that he wants to be in Miami. And like after the end of the last playoffs, there were talks about how um, in the bubble, he was trying to have like force those conversations in terms yeah. of like just speaking with the front office and the teams as well. Um, but yeah, I think if we should be giving him that amount, then that just, that just dispels any other trip, any other free agents from coming in. Cause that's a huge amount. Uh, yeah. Whoever's free, we can't be going after any other max players because oh. obviously we've still got to sort, sort out the Duncan Robertson issue as well yep. and just try to keep our depth. But yeah, yeah. it's, it's I say it's, 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 it's really tricky. It's really tricky. And um, I feel like two at the end of the season, but I can't even say two at the end of the season because he's on an expiring contract. So like the longer we leave it, the more we're going towards one direction, which is signing someone else and not resigning him. Mm-hmm. Or if we're going to trade him, then yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a similar Pretty. sort. It's a similar sort of thing with Duncan Robinson. You think that the talent is too good there to let him walk. So he exactly. either is traded. This goes the same with Duncan Robinson as well. Is either traded uh, because you need something back for him. You cannot let him walk, or he resigns. Um, as I said, I I, th- I think that that he's not the finished article yet. So. I know that it could very easily go the other way. We could see nothing from him because we know he has got his capabilities. And if he doesn't score, he doesn't offer much else, although there is evidence towards the fact that his defensive game is getting better and his facilitating is getting better. So these are all positive things, Darren. Um, Same sort of question to you. Do do you ride the wave of keep Kendrick or do you sell higher 
um, and, and cash in whilst he's probably at his highest stock since he's come onto the scene. Um, I think you both sort of hit the nail on the head and it is it is a conundrum purely based on, on what you know Victor Aladipo would command um, and what we'd have to give up and where that would leave us uh, moving forward with the rest of the roster. So, um, you know, I'm a... I'm a loyal guy, so you know I see what Kendrick's done. Um, you know, and and again, you said it. You know, Spo and you know, and Pat Riley seem very high on uh, on him. You know, he's just his under underdog mentality. Um, you know, I think he represents exactly what the culture is about. Um, you know, and I think again, he has got room to grow. I think it's one that you 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 assess, you know, and I, I get what you're saying with the, the win streak. Does it make players look better? Um, but I just think this guy just keeps coming back, you know, any any drop-off or any setback, he'll come back again. Um, so, yeah, for me, that counts big. Uh, and he's in the building, you know, he's been part of, of what we've done, you know, um, in the last year. So, you know, that holds a lot of value for me. Um, yeah. So, you know, and Oladipo, as you say, he's pushing for it. But, you know, as Sam says, you know, he's obviously going to command a, a longer term, you know, a, a huge chunk of money. So um, I'd sway towards Keith Kendrick um, unless there's a massive fall off, obviously. But I just don't see it with him. No, I totally agree. I think, uh, yeah, let's get this, uh, let's get Keith Kendrick rolling, definitely. Uh, as I said, look, the Heat also have got a, a reputation of being loyal to the guys that, They've developed and they've certainly helped him. Um, so, and if he does go, he'll go a better player than when he turned up. There's no doubt about that, which again, you can say uh, the same thing to a lot of players that have come through the door. So we'll see where it goes, but it's an interesting one. Whatever happens, uh, the Miami Heat's record at the moment of 17 and 17 is a big chunk down to the resurgence of Kendrick Nunn. So a massive tip of the hat, hat to him. Um, another player that really caught my eye last night, uh, Precious Achua. Man, I mean, guys, I'm going to give you a bit of a take here. Um, I thought this a couple of games ago and after last night's aggression, how fierce he is, um, how it just, it just seems like there's, there's nothing that frightens him. I am going to say that I think that Precious is better in year one than what Bam was in year one. Um, what do you think of that take, Sam? Actually, I agree with you. In terms of opportunities, he's had a lot more opportunities than Bam had in his first year. Yep. I think Bam was backlogged with Hassan Whiteside and yep. he played, he didn't get much minutes. I think, I'd have to look at the statistical comparisons, but in terms of what we've seen from Precious already this season, it's it's quite impressive in comparison to Bam's first season as well. But when we're talking about the ceiling, we all know Bam's got no ceiling. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. yeah that, 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 don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm not going to start. <laughs> I'm not going to go that outrageous. Um, but it, it is really promising, though. As I said, you are right. I think that uh, he is getting a lot more chances than what Bam got stuck behind Whiteside for his first season. But we did see a lot of glimpses. We uh, we did fall in love with Bam very quickly because he was another player on draft night that a lot of people hadn't heard of, hadn't considered. And uh, within a month or so, everyone loved him because what they saw, they liked. Um, and this is exactly the same with Precious. Um, Darren, do you think we've... Kelly Olynyk being either very good or goddamn awful. He's having a bit of a stretch at the moment. And again, this is no dig, no dig on Kelly because I think he's done really, really well. Um, is there now, do we start to give him a bit of a rest and say, sod it, let's put Precious at the four? 
I think with you know I, I, the one thing I love about Precious is his energy. You know, he, he just brings that energy off the bench, um, especially if Bam's sitting and resting. You know, I think Bam alluded to it last night post game that I think he calls him his you know his little brother, and um, you know it allowed him to get a, that extra little bit of rest. Um, and, and again, you know, a little bit like Kendrick as well, while he's he's hot, so to speak, and you know while he's sort of riding a bit of a momentum um you know why not you know keep him in the rotation give him the minutes um because one thing he's not going to lack his his energy you know he's going to bring that intensity um and you know he's he's just a a monster you know he's he's everywhere like last night you know offensive rebounds he was in and around um the basket so you know defensively obviously so yeah i think you know while he's 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 hot, you know. I'd, I'd go with him. You know, he's, um, you know, he's, he's certainly um, in the zone at the moment. So, uh, and it's, I, I like that little little mix between him and him and Bam. Yeah, I think he's uh, he gives us something that we struggle with, which is obviously off the glass. He's, he's arguably our best rebounder. He's, um, yeah, he's a presence. He's big. He's tall. He's nasty. He's violent, as we know. And they're all the things that we like. Is there's the other side to it, perhaps, that would say, well, do you tweak a winning team at the moment uh, as badly as, well, again, badly maybe is the wrong word, but uh, uh, Kelly has has been there. He's been doing his job. His shots just fallen away at the moment. But we're winning, and whilst we're winning, do you change it? Um, there also might be an issue if you took Kelly out to put. Precious in is there a spacing issue there as well? Sam, what's your thoughts on it? Do you stick to what we do, or do you um do you, do you, do you do this little switch? Well, I'm glad you brought it to me because I've been itching to say something. <laughs> so <laughs> I was looking at the stats the other day, and apart from Jimmy, Kelly Olynyk has got the the how can I put this? So basically, when Kelly's off the court, the Heat have a really bad net rating. Yeah, only worse by when Jimmy's off the court. I think when Jimmy's off the court, it's like 6.4 or something. And it's when crazy. Kelly's off the court, it's minus 6, 5.2. So um, I think the only problem we have with Kelly, he's just not hitting shots. But yeah. on defense, he's very mobile. He's switching when he needs to. And him and Bam, when they switch, it's seamless. And there's just some really good cohesion on defense when he's on, similar with Bam as well. And on offense, he does spread the court. I think there might be an extent that uh, the more he misses shots we might start to lose the benefits of him spreading the court but uh he's just in a funk you know it's three games on six games off or whatever it is uh hopefully we should be seeing a bounce back yeah i'd love to like to think so like to think because um you'll never hear me digging him out it's just we've discussed it it's not the you don't win championships with Kelly Olynyk as your four, but when you look at Casey Apala has been thrown in there, has done nothing. Mo Harkless was was brought in to do that, has done nothing. Um, Myers Leonard was successful at the five with Bam at the four last year. Obviously, injury has stopped that happening. So Kelly's been sort of thrown in. So um, fair play to him. He's, he's, he's done well. Uh, let's just hope he gets that shot back. And uh, yeah, as I say, we're, we're winning. We're actually a better team with him on the court, as you've just said there, Sam. So now another guy who he have been rumoured in for, uh, that would be absolutely perfect on this team, we saw last night, was John Collins. Um, a season high, I think it was 33 points, but I could be wrong there, sorry. Um, but a ridiculous game. This guy looks like he's got it all. Um, a free agent at the end of the season, looks like he's not going to be re-signing. Uh, he's going to command something in the high 20s, according to reports. Young player, Darren, Um 
maybe not the glitz and glamour name that uh, some of the some of the uh, people of Heat Twitter might be after, but in terms of fit, this is just perfect, isn't it? Yeah, I think we said it last time that um, you know he ticks all the boxes, and you know a game like that last night, you know you just look at his stat line, it's you know um, pretty impressive. Um, so you know was that him? Maybe making a little statement to the Heat, you know, come and get yeah. me. Yeah, you know, so um, yeah, like I say, he ticks all the boxes. Um, I said it last time. I, I'm very high on, on John Collins. I like him, um, and as you say, he's, he's a he's a, a great fit. Um, you know, again, what he would he command um, interest that he'd have? Uh, but I think you know, you know, all round, yeah, it it would be a great fit for us. Yep, Sam. Uh... John Collins or Victor Oladipo? Two. <laughs> mm. Mm. I'd actually go with Victor Oladipo. Right. I think because um, as of now, the Heat is we're a pretty well, we're a good defensive team, and like, my biggest pet peeve of this Heat, heat team is just going cold. Fortunately, yeah. we haven't had much of that in the last few games. But I feel with someone with, with that sort of offense, we need more of a playmaker rather than someone who's going to put the basket, put the ball in the basket for us. Okay, no, fair enough. I, I, you wouldn't see many people grumbling with either because both would make uh, make us a better team. Let's have it right. We would be a better team with either of those players on. Um, just coming back very quickly to Jimmy, there was a bit of a, a bit of a blow missing him last night, but we took care of business. Um, two more games before All-Star break, the Hawks again and then the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, Darren, is it wise to leave... Butler B now and get uh, over 10, 11 days of rest or we think this is only a minor thing almost certain it would be available for tomorrow night's game uh, if necessary but if the Heat are waving, you know, they're on this wave and there's no need really to rush him back, should, should we give him the rest? Um, I'm not sure uh, and I only say that because, you know, obviously I want us to to go in to all start, you know, over 500 if we can. Um, if we split the two games, then again, that's a great return. Yep. Um, I'd probably like to see him play one, rest one, you know, or, you know, potentially play uh, against the Hawks, rest the, the Pelicans. Because um, yep. I think there'll be a, you know, a response tonight, especially on Trey Young's part. Um, so maybe, you know, we need him more in tonight's game. Um, but like you say, we, Jimmy's for the long haul. Um and if we can get him rest now, you know, and again, as you mentioned, we're on a, you know, bit of a crest of a wave, you know, on a win streak. Um, I think now he's, he's, you know, better than any to, to allow him to rest and, you know, recover. Uh, but yeah, I'd probably say split the games, you know, maybe play tonight and then rest the, the New Orleans one and, um, and obviously then have the all-star break. Yeah, um, sensible. Uh, Sam, would you agree with that? Do you think that if you're going to rest him in one of those two games, would you rest him against, as Darren says, uh, the Hawks are, I'm sure, like, I agree with you, Darren, that there'll be a response. I don't think they'll be that bad again. Not that they was awful, but, um, you know, Trey Young was not Trey Young. Um, you'd expect a response there. Or do you rest him, or do you, do you bring him in for the New Orleans game where we're playing, that's a road game, um, a young, fit, athletic team. Would you need Jimmy for that? Well, if you're going to, what would you do? Would you would you if he's fit playing resting for both, or would you split for one of those? Well, that's a tricky question. I mean, because obviously the Heat, other than the Lakers, because we both made it to the finals, we've had like a short off season, and considering the new uh, what's it called the schedule where LeBron James has got what seven to ten days off 
yeah. post All Star game, we might as well give Jimmy the rest he needs if he needs the rest. But uh, with that being said, he's just come off. Was it ten games off? I think with the COVID protocol. But yeah. Then again, he was he was it was health reasons, so that's different. But yeah, yeah. Um, I say if if he could play, then we play him. I don't see why not. Okay, yeah, I think it is quite a tricky one because there's splits to both sides of it. You, you don't want to. There was we've had a couple of conversations about you don't want to burn him out. Uh, he's playing maybe too intense for regular season basketball, and is that going to be a worry for you? Uh, other hand, is this is this is Jimmy Butler. This is what he does. He has been insane since he's come back. So why not? If he's fit, you play him. Um, I wouldn't really grumble either way. I think if he plays great, you're getting him back into rhythm straight away. If not. He rests. That's not a bad thing either. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with Jimmy. Um, going after the All-Star break then, we have a 13-game schedule in March, for the rest of March, only three of which are against teams with a record better than 0.500. Darren, um, where can we go here? Because if we continue playing like this, this is exciting. Is there a possibility that after all this, the East is ridiculous, it's wild. You're one and a half games away from being a home seed, one and a half games away from being 10th for 11th. But with that schedule and our record of being a better team after All-Star break historically, is there any way you can break into this top three or are they set in stone? Um, I think you've, you've potentially got... Um... The capacity to and, and this team, I won't point past them. You know, I think once we get rolling, um, as we as we are now over these last six games, um, once we get that momentum, you know, I mentioned it all through the playoffs last year, you know, no team will want to play a Miami Heat, you know, team that are, are rolling with Jimmy, you know, spearheading the attack. Um, the you know, the defense, the defense that we've been showing. Um, so I don't think there's any reason why we 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 couldn't. Um but again, I'm very mindful of what Sam's saying that, you know, we, we haven't had the rest that most, you know, teams have, you know, do we, you know, come off the accelerator a little bit, you know, in the second half and, and look towards the playoffs. Yes. Get ourselves into a, a good spot, you know, around maybe that four mark. Um, but do we push, you know, too hard, you know, and, uh, and then burn ourselves off, you know, out before we get to the playoffs. So I'd be very mindful of that, you know. I think this this team, you know, undoubtedly could could really push for the for the top three, but ultimately I think um, you know we've got to be very you know careful uh, of burnout and you know sort of save our energy if you like and you know sort of play it tactical. Yeah, no, that's very sensible, Sam. I think you're back with us. Lost you for a second there, but you're back. Um, those three games that we've got against teams with a better than 500 record are the New York Knicks. That's incredible. Mm. <laughs> the Phoenix Suns and the Portland Trailblazers. So none of them, the superstar teams, if you like, they're, they're all winnable games. Definitely 13 games in March, as we said, what should we be targeting here? Cause there's an element to say we should, we should be winning all of them, but of course that doesn't happen in the NBA. Uh, what would you be disappointed with if it's anything less than? Uh, if we come out of March and a negative record, then I'd be very disappointed. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that, that does, con considering we're going, or assuming we're going into March, well, we did go into March on a yes, yeah. neutral record. But yeah, if we come out of March with a negative record, I'd be so disappointed. But um, I think that's the thing with this team. I think two weeks ago, we're talking about consistent losses and then we have this uptrend of good games hopefully we can continue that but um just don't know hopefully i think the one thing about this team is early in the season they were struggling to find their identity 
And I feel like over the past few weeks, they've anchored that on the defence and the defence has been fantastic. So hopefully, if we can see that going forward, then we should be expecting to be in the top seas of probably home seat, home court advantage in the playoffs. Yeah, and it's, uh, it's interesting because we still haven't seen this team at full health yet. We've still got players to come back. Avery Bradley, obviously, is a big miss for us. Although, as I said, we've been defending uh, very well recently. So, yeah, I think that anything really then... Nine wins out of these 13 games, I'd be a little bit disappointed with. I know that there's always the odd shock, but, you know, there's magic in there twice, I think, for example. They're our bogey teams. You'd expect, you know, you never know what to expect <coughs> Excuse me, against them. Darren, um, just to mm-hmm. finish off, really, um, it's been an up and down season. We currently sit at 17 and 17. What do you think is the one area that is glaringly sort of needs to be improved upon going into the second half of the season? Oh, it's a good question. Um, I think one of the the things that again, you know, Sam's already mentioned it, that alarms alarms you when you know we do go cold. Where is you know where is our scorer? Where is our creator? Um, you know, and, and again, if everyone's healthy, everyone's um, available to play, um, then we do have options, but. I think that's, you know, when we do go on these little cold streaks, you know, I think we've got to be better at, you know, turning that round, you know, momentum shifts yeah. in games. Um, that would be, at the moment, like you say, we've ramped up the, the defence now. We, we're looking more like Miami Heat, you know, on the defensive end. Um, but, yeah, offensively, them cold spurts that we have, uh, we need to sort of eradicate them a little bit quicker. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, as you say, on a six-game win streak, it's, it's hard to to look at anything else at the minute. So, uh, but yeah, that's probably the, you know, Sam has alluded to it already. Yeah, I think that's a that's a very good answer because you're right. Um, you hit, or hit the nail on the head. There is that the last few games we've looked like a Miami Heat team, and that wasn't us previously. Uh, it's strange because this roster, and I know you could say this about any team in any sport in a way, but when you're winning, you think all these players are really valuable. They've all got something that they can offer. They all look good. They're all assets. And when we're losing, you start to think, where is the star that we need? Because we don't have them. Um, you know, that, that it's, it's a really frustrating roster. You start to worry about that depth. Um, but the depth is now back again. And that, that's what we used to sing from the, from, the, uh, from the Hilltops to say that this is something that Miami Heat have got all the way down to 9th, 10th, 11th man players that can come in and do a job. Um, so, yeah, I think that's a really good answer. Um, OK, right. Final predictions then. We've got two games left before All-Star break, probably until we next speak again. So, uh Sam, Hawks and Pelicans, 2-0, and or we splitting these? 2-0, 2-0. Nothing stopping this wave? Nothing. Awesome, love that. Not anytime Darren. soon. Darren, same? Yeah, I'd like to, I'd like to think, yeah, runner, you know, riding away with a minute. I think Jimmy will play in, in one of the games. So, um, yeah, I'll have to say two and I can't, I can't split them now. I've got to go two and I know. So, go on. Absolutely. The, the hottest team in the NBA. How can you say that we're going to split games against the Hawks and the Pelicans? Uh, I think there'll be a tougher game tomorrow night. This is going to be a tricky game. I'm sure of it. Uh, but yeah, I completely agree that, that we're, we're not being stopped at the moment. We're on this train. Uh, so it's exciting. It's great to be watching Heat basketball again. It's exciting stuff. We'll see what happens. Trade deadline is starting to approach in a few more weeks to go, whether there'll be any moves or so on, any tweaks. But uh, at the moment, it is great to see winning Miami Heat basketball back. 
Okay, guys, we'll wrap up there. Um, thanks for everybody that listening. If you're listening on uh, Apple, please uh, do a little review or hit the subscribe button. That really helps out. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Miami Heat UK TV. Uh, we're running our lives there. We've been doing that for a couple of weeks, every single game day, live uh, game day from the UK. That's with Sam, uh, Danny and John. That's been great fun. Love doing that. Uh, so if you watch them, please um, retweet, tell your friends, but subscribe as well. That really help. Uh, and also visit our website, miamiheatuk.com. We've got lots of articles, fun and games, all sorts going on there as well, plus all podcast episodes and all YouTube videos. I will be updating that. That's been a little bit neglected over the last couple of weeks. So bear with me. I'll update that over the All-Star break. Until then, Darren, where can everybody find you? Uh, Twitter at coach underscore carts. And Sam? On Twitter at Bamakwara and Instagram at Samakwara. Awesome. Love it. Guys, great as always to talk to you. We'll be back uh, in a week or two's time uh, to see how we get on after all star break. Until then, guys, everybody stay safe and we'll see you again soon. You've been listening to Heating Up the UK. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts to ensure you never miss a show. Also, go give us a follow on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook by finding our page at the Miami Heat UK. And subscribe to our YouTube channel, Miami Heat UK TV, for our latest shows and fun content. That's your Miami Heat from across the pond. Covered. Thanks for listening.